Good morning, good morning. Ain't it a great morning outside? I walked in today into the studio and there's all sorts of birds chirping and flowers blooming and a little bit of bad looking stuff from last week's freeze. That's okay. We're going to talk about that and anything else you want to talk about that's related to gardening. I'm Horticulturist Felder Rushing. I'm the host of the Gestalt Gardener here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Me and Java Chapman, my awesome producer, uh, he's going to uh, he's taking the buttons away from me because I keep messing buttons up when I push it. But over the next hour or so, we're going to talk. I've got some events and some lot of stuff uh, happening this month. Uh, we're going to share a few emails, but it's mostly a lot program of some cheesy music of course but it's live we're going to talk about whatever's on your gardening mind i'm going to try to give you the best advice i can without trying to sell you anything stick with us folks get a little news and come back with the gestalt garden here on mpb we're going to get dirty this is an mpb think radio podcast to hear previous shows visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture's fell to rushing. And I want to know, what have they been doing in here? It smells like uh, like disinfectant. Has everybody got a cold up here or were you just expecting me or what? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, me. A lot of people are sniffling and coughing, so we're taking the necessary precautions that we don't have an MPB outbreak or something. So it's not just me, huh? No, it's not, it's, it's not a Felder <laughs> thing. It's not a <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it would make sense to do that after I leave. I don't know. But anyway, uh, we, hey, Java, have you, have you ever heard of, of uh, you know, in the fall, we always, it gets cold, you know, sometime in October, usually around State Fair, and then it warms up again. And they call it Indian summer. You've heard of that. I've heard. Yes, I have. Have you ever heard of Blackberry Winter? Not, no, that's, well, Liz, uh, Liz says she has. <laughs> okay, well, put her on. Let her tell, tell us about it. Come on, Liz. Well, it's the opposite of Indian summer. Yeah. It's when you have a cold spell in the springtime rather than a hot spell in the Went the fall time. Yeah, and you know it, it, it. It's it's happened enough for there to be a word for it, an old word, blackberry winter. So you know that people know it's going to happen. But when it happens every year, people act like it never happened before. And I'm telling y'all, it ain't happened yet. <laughs> we had a good freeze last week. Some of my stuff got burned back. I saw a lot of azaleas, including native native azaleas. Uh, the big pink. What they call Japanese magnolias that, that are all, you know, they have the big pink lavender flowers. Every time they bloom, it didn't happen last year, but just about every year when they bloom, it freezes. And I'm thinking that those Japanese magnolias cause a freeze. And I'm thinking if people would stop planting them, we could plant tomatoes a month earlier. But anyway, that freeze sort of, uh, we, we didn't like it, we didn't appreciate it, but guess what? We're probably going to have another one because uh, our average last frost in Mississippi is mid to late March, and we've had snow in April, and they always say wait till Good Friday to plant. A Good Friday is like April the 19th. That's a long ways. That's over a month from now. Uh, I'm going to I'm not going to wait till Good Friday to plant stuff. I'm going to set summertime stuff, my zinnias and some peppers and stuff like that earlier than that. But not this month. This month is the time to relax and enjoy things. And we're going to be talking about a few things you can do, a few things you really ought not to do this time of year. And uh, one of them's going to surprise. I sound like a broken record when I say it, but there's something that everybody wants to do. And I'm telling you, it ain't 
good to do. We're going to talk about that in a little while. But if you want to give us a call, it's toll-free here at MPB. We like to talk with folks in real time about what's going on in their real gardens. And if you want to give us a call, one eight seven seven mpb ring Liz Gill is in there being the phone greeter. And um, Java's pushing all the buttons and stuff. So if you want to give us a call, one eight seven seven mpb ring and we'll talk about it. All sorts of stuff going, going on. Uh, and let's start out with Joe in Independence, Mississippi. And Joe, I don't know where Independence is. I, I, I feel like I've been everywhere, but where is Independence? Um, Independence is about 10 miles due east of Coldwater. Okay, so, 55. okay, so mm-hmm. you, you're talking about out in the hills. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out the, with good, good country. Good yeah, country there you go, there you go, yeah. there you go. Well, yeah. what can I help you with today? Well, I just wanted to say that um, blackberry winter always happens in May. Well, up north it does, up north it does. No. It happens down here, too. My grandparents, I can remember my grandmothers talking about Blackberry Winter in May. Because huh. it's already gotten nice and warm. Yeah. And then you have this cold spell, which is really a surprise. Yeah. And we you, haven't had, yeah, you're, you're right. We haven't had it yet, but it'll happen in May. Yeah. Usually it's when the blackberries are blooming, you know, different parts of the country. But, you know, we've had some cool spells in May, but that late frost we always get uh usually sometime in late march or april and everybody's already planted their tomatoes and the garden centers don't care because you come back and buy some more but anyway it is, it's, it's a cool thing blackberry winter and uh i'm just saying yeah, I, what i have a i have a question for okay. you too. i can remember my grandmothers great grandmothers talking about our soil being too sweet sometimes yeah and we had pear trees, and when the pear trees would get blight, of course, out in the country, you didn't have anything to spray them with. Right. But they always put they put salt. I have used it on my pear trees, and it will just clear that blight up in no time. Yeah. And what does it mean? Nobody can tell me what it means that the soil is too sweet. Okay. Well, first of all, they say the dirt sweet. Soil is one of those master garden type words. It's French for, for dirt. Dirt is English dirt. for soil. Soil is French for dirt. Anyway, uh, they're talking about alkaline or acid. You know, if your soil is acidic, you can taste it, and it tastes a little acidic. If it's alkaline, it's got a little bit of a sweet flavor to it. You can actually taste whether your soil, you know, I'm not saying everybody needs to have a dirt ring around their mouth, but if the soil is alkaline, it's sweet. And you'll find that up in the hills and where there's a lot of limestone and all. And you can actually taste it versus that little tanginess of a soil that's acidic. And uh, and I, I want to throw this out. You know, I have to put my science hat on. The salt didn't have anything to do with curing the blight. The blight shows up just after the flowers get pollinated. Uh, it's a it's a bacteria that's spread from, from flower to flower by bees. And once it shows up, that's it for the year. And if you don't do anything, it's going to disappear. The salt just made them feel better. And I'm all about that. Okay. So, you know, All I know is it, it worked. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have worked if, if 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 they just did a dance in the full moon around it. It would still would have gone away because the blight just shows up. Just you know, it only spreads it from tree to tree when they're in bloom, and then the you know it burns back. And then after a few weeks, that stuff turns black. It falls off. So it's going to happen anyway. But anyway, great great tip about the blackberry winter. I appreciate that, Joe. All righty, let's go to uh, to Gulfport. Hey, Vicky. Good morning. 
Hey, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I got I got two two leaves in my hands, and I'm gonna ask people about them. You want me to ask you? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> one one is a green. It's like a butter knife, about the size of a, of a plain old butter knife, and it's green. And one is is a dark green and it's shaped like a pine needle. You know what they are? Oh my goodness, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, that's re- that's the reason I'm here. Um, all daffodils, and I get this all the time. People say narcissus and daffodil. Narcissus are white, daffodils are yellow. Well, okay, well, what's a buttercup? What's what's a a, a, a jonquil? All daffodils are narcissus. That's a Latin name, and almost all of them have that butter knife flat leaf. Looks like a little green butter knife, but their one group of daffodils have real fragrant little yellow flowers, and their leaf is shaped like a quill. That's the true John Quill. So, wow! So, and nobody cares about this, but if you want to start an argument with somebody and them not know it, this is a good one. And get them to to hold forth about the difference between a daffodil and a John Quill, and you know the answer. <laughs> cool. <laughs> anyway, stupid, <laughs> stupid stuff, Vicky. What can I help you with? Well. Uh, about a month or so ago, I planted, my friend and I planted about seven rows of red potatoes, mm-hmm. and last week they froze. They yeah, were up about six or eight inches. They should be well, back. You think so? Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. Uh, Irish potatoes, they don't like cold weather. They don't like freezing weather. They like cool weather. They grow over the summertime in cool climates, up in Idaho and in England. And uh, the, uh, uh, hot weather is rough on them, freezes rough. So we have to gamble. And if sometimes we have a sudden hard freeze, just a sudden one, a tempers they can normally take if they're used to it, but if it happens out of the clear blue, they'll get burned back. There's a good chance they'll sprout back out, though. Oh, that'd be awesome. Well, let me okay. ask you this. Oh, i got to ask you this. Have you been covering the leaves up or anything, throwing dirt to them? No, these are like big old long rows. I mean, long rows. Okay. Well, see, here's the thing. Have you ever grown potatoes before? Just one time I helped her and it didn't freeze. Okay. Well, here's, we did great. Here's the deal. Potatoes don't grow on their roots. What you planted, it'll grow a little stem and some roots that right, right at the base where it starts sprouting, that little eye. The potatoes uh-huh. form on the stem. And if you don't if you don't cover that stem up with dirt or leaves or hay or something like that, then the stem won't grow potatoes. So what farmers do is they plant kind of flat, and it, when the green stuff comes up, they plow, they throw dirt up, cover it up. When it comes back through, they'll cover it up again. And you can do that with leaves, but if you don't cover that stem up, they're not going to make potatoes. They got to okay. be the stems got to be in the door. So right now, when they sprout back out, and they probably will, if they sprout back out, go out there and just rake some dirt up and just cover them completely up. And then when they break through again, do it one more time. And then when it's time to make potatoes, they'll be down in the part you covered up. Okay. Well, great. Well, more, thank you so much. More than you ever want to know, and about jonquils. Oh, yes. Well, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it, Vicky. Hey, hey, I'm okay. going to be down on the Gulf Coast later this month, give a talk. Maybe uh, maybe y'all can come over and show us some of your potatoes. Yeah, where will you be? I'm going a, to a share that a little bit, so stay okay, tuned. Okay, good deal. Appreciate well, it, Vicky. thank you so much. righty. Right. Have a good All righty. Now, let's go uh, to Jackson and Robert. Hey, Robert, what's going on? Uh, Felder, uh, I just wanted to bring one Thing to your attention. Uh-oh, keep you it clean. And I both live, uh, you and I both live in Fondren. Yeah. There's a magazine called Find It in Fondren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an advertisement. Yes, and if you will look at the cover at this time, it's in front of Walker's Drive-In. Uh, yeah? Oh, the cover and, is? Right. And down at the 
southeast corner of the cover, there is Felder Rushing walking what? away. I mean, it's just a picture, a drawing. A, a drawing? Oh, it's a caricature of me? <laughs> it looks just like you, Felder. What am I doing? The man has a hat, long hair, yeah. and he's carrying a, looks like a cactus. Oh, in other words, somebody, somebody drew a picture of me stealing a flower. Well, it, that's what I want you to see. <laughs> and I'm sure since you live in Fondren, you'll receive a copy of this magazine, I guess, and look at the southeast corner. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Somebody that. somebody saw me stealing a flower and drew a character of me. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Woohoo! Thank you. I guess I've made it now. Yeah, you did make it, uh, <laughs> Felder. We're looking at it. Me and Liz back here in the studio, we're looking at it right now. We'll show it to you when we um, when we go to this break right Am here. I stealing a flower? It's, it's in a pot, so I don't know. It's, <laughs> you you might have brought it, or you might have just snatched it from somebody. I don't know. Well, listen, we've got some uh, we've got some callers on the line, you know, but we got some lines open if you want to give us a call. It's toll free one eight seven seven MPB ring. I'm not gonna. I don't want to argue with folks, but you know, I love I love folklore. I love folk tale. I like common stories. I like old fashioned plants, but I like the science of it too. And we're gonna stick with a good blend of the two without me trying to sell you anything. There's a lot of things going on in March and April, and I'm gonna share a few of them with you when we come back from the break. So, no matter where you are in the state or Alabama, Louisiana, Arkansas, Tennessee, if there's some things going on that's related to gardening, I want to help promote it. But I'll share a few when we come back from the break. I'm a horticulturist fell to rushing. I'm going to go see a caricature of me stealing a flower. And we're going to be right back with Mississippi Public Broadcasting Gestalt Gardener right after this. All righty, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture's fell to rushing. And sure enough, we got, I live in a little small village in Jackson called Fondren. It's around University Medical Center and, uh, you know, the football stadium and all like that. Little, little small village. Used to be way out in the country. But anyway, they have a, a promotional magazine. Got a little caricature slouching down the street with my scraggly hair and, and my flat cap and my glasses. Look like I'm stealing a plant. But uh, anyway, hey, there's some things going on. If you want to give us a call, though, we've got some lines wide open. This is a chance to yak about stuff. One eight seven seven MPB ring. Uh, be glad to chat with you about anything that's related to gardening. Uh, there's a few things going on. And I already mentioned Japanese magnolias caused a little freeze. We're still going to have some some cold weather, but Easter isn't until April the nineteenth. April the twenty first. Excuse me, April 21st, Good Friday is the 19th. That's a long time from now, and I'm going to plant way ahead of time. But you can plant lettuces right now. Get you two or three different kinds of lettuce, little packages of seeds. Get some red ones and some green ones and some frilly ones. Mix the seeds together, and then take just a tiny pinch of that mixture and put them in little pots of potting soil, water it, and within four or five days, they'll sprout. And you water it, give it some sunshine, put it outside where it gets cool. Don't let it freeze. And within a couple of three weeks, you'll have a mixed salad growing in a little pot out on your porch. Lettuces are so easy to grow, and they're so pretty, and they'll grow this time of year. Uh, I spent yesterday pulling weeds in my flower beds. Uh, uh, mulch really good, so they came up the, basically the stuff that sprouted in the in the mulch. It came up real easy. Uh, but I want to mention this: a lot of people are emailing about weeds in their lawn, you know, clover and stickers and henbit and garlic and onions and dandelions and all that stuff. Everybody gets concerned about these in late February and March and April, and they all want to know what can we do. And, you know, I I don't want to get into opinions, 
I'm just going to share what I learned in turf management in Mississippi State and what they teach from Texas A&M to Clemson to Auburn to LSU, every place that teaches turf management. They all say the same thing. Don't spray weeds in March. And there's a couple of reasons. One is the weeds are bigger they're flowering. The weed killers just don't work as well. They don't work. you got to use more and more weed killers to kill them. The problem is the grass is starting to green up, and even though the grass can normally tolerate those weed killers, it's very sensitive during this what they call spring transition, the little green-up period. And so it's harder to kill the weeds right now. It's more likely to damage your grass if you spray in March and April. So what can you do? First of all, let's wait till April to fertilize. Don't fertilize till till the grass been mowed. This is just turf management from the grass point of view. Too early to fertilize. Wait until next December or January to spray for next year's weeds because they're really easy to control then, and it's also uh, more likely, less likely to damage your grass. Stickers and clover and henbit and garlic and dandelions, all those things, they're easy to kill when you're not thinking about them. When they're in your face, hard to work. Meanwhile. Simply mow them. If you'll mow these plants, most of them are gone. Boom, they're out of here. Just mowing. And you can mow as quick as you can spray. So if you'll just simply mow the weeds this time of year, let the heat take care of them, and plan on doing it next uh, December, January to keep it being a problem next year. Too late to spray for weeds, too early to use fertilizers. And this idea of weed and feed, think toothpaste with sugar. Sugar is good. Toothpaste is good. You don't mix the two together. Same thing with weed and feed. Anyway, this is not my opinion. It's what I was taught at Mississippi State. It's in every turf manual. Only people selling different got their hands in your pocketbook. I don't mind that. Get the stuff. Buy the stuff. Just don't use it right now. If you have questions about that, shoot me an email. I can get a lot more detail. I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. But I would ask my opinion of one thing. If you've got clover a nice little clump of it out there. Mow around a clump or two. Leave a few dandelions. The butterflies and the bees are really, really active right now, and they love it. They need the nectar and the pollen. They need it right now. And plus, you need to leave something out there for the Easter bunny to leave some eggs. So anyway, uh, we got some cheesy music coming up. I want to share a few things that are that, that are happening real soon. But first, let's go up to Memphis uh, and talk to, uh, is it Giza? Uh-oh. Did it get lost? Yeah, we she uh, something she apparently hung up. Hopefully, Giza uh, call us back, and so Felda can answer your question. Okay. Hey, hey. Me, meanwhile, while 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 she's putting this next one on the line, let me throw this out. I had a blast in Clarksville this past week. Gave a talk at the the library and the Rotary Club. Had a a lot of fun. And I want to give a shout out. I took the little back roads to get there. Give a shout out to Holcomb. We get calls from Holcomb every now and then. And Alligator, Mississippi, Cleveland, Leland, Indianola. Uh, I love uh, going through the kind of towns I was raised in. Um, and I, I, I appreciate the opportunity to get out there and yak with folks at libraries and garden clubs and master gardens group. But here's a few things real quick that are coming up. Just a few things uh, in, in the next week or so. Next weekend, March the 15th and 16th, Crosby Arboretum down at Picayune, down in the southwest corner. Um, 
is going to have its native plant sale, March the 15th and 16th, native plant sale at Crosby Arboretums. Real easy to get to. It's 10 to 3, and they've got some good plants. I've seen their plant list. Um, also, on March the 21st, I'm going to be a guest on AutoCorrect here on MPB. It's Wildflower Day. But March the 22nd and 23rd, it's coming up in a couple of weeks, Mobile Festival of Flowers. It's a really fun thing, real, real fun. Uh, I'm giving a talk on Friday afternoon, March the 22nd, at 2 o'clock and Saturday at 10 in the morning on fun, easy, colorful culinary herbs, mostly grown in containers. March 22nd, 23rd, Mobile Festival of Flowers. Also on the 23rd, I'm a scoot from Mobile up to Hattiesburg. I'm giving a talk on yard art at the Hattiesburg Arts Council. They're having a really fun thing, a birdhouse contest. And uh, starting at 2 o'clock, I'm going to give a talk on yard art, the good, the bad, and the unbelievable. That's going to be in Hattiesburg, March the 23rd. Um, next week, I'm going to be in Carrollton and then the Gulf Coast Libraries and Mobile plants. Well, there's a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, one thing in particular, though, it's a month from now, uh, on April the 6th, there's going to be a thing in, in, in Meridian. They had the, the, uh, this big new building called the Max. It's a you know, Mississippi artist type of thing. We're doing a plant swap. A plant swap in Meridian on Saturday, April the 6th. We're going to talk about all this stuff more, but that's something I really want to look forward to us talking about. So, so if you've got some things you want to chat uh, me to, to promote, uh, if you know somebody who wants to talk at a library or something, shoot us an email, garden at mpbonline.org. Now, let's go to Memphis. Giza, are you with us? Yes, Hello. I am on. Hello, good. Yeah. What's what's up? I, I like your program, and I like you, too. And Thank you. <laughs> Cheesy music and the dead fell, dead, dead fell, dead fell, la la. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? Get a grip, I just would like to tell you the March uh, 21st is the first day of the spring, not April 21st. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. April 21st is, uh, uh, is Easter. You're right. You're right. It's Easter. But uh, coming up on the 21st, that is the first day of spring. You're right. You know, you know and, and April twenty first or twenty third is the the Arbor Day or Nature Day or three days or something like. Uh, you pay you know, when, when when we when we celebrate the trees and the flowers and everything. Well, well Giza, I How appreciate you this. I appreciate it, man. You're keeping me on my toes. I do appreciate it, sir. So thank you for calling, man. I look forward to meeting you too. He's talking about April 26th is uh, Arbor Day. Yeah, April 26th Arbor Day. Long time now. We got we got we don't have anything coming up this weekend that I know about. So we got plenty of time to talk about other stuff. But there are some things. If you want to know these kind of things, if you'll shoot me an email, I'll send you a list of what I got. Uh, meanwhile, um, we which who do we need to go to? I got two two green things up there. Margaret in Oxford. Hey, Margaret. Good morning. Good morning. They won't let me push buttons anymore. <laughs> okay. I'm just wondering if I've waited too long to um, to prune my roses back. They're all they're all uh, leafed out in these gorgeous little you know dark green leaves, and the thought of cutting them off makes me. Say it. Well, it, it does. It does make you sad. But uh, think. It, first of all, it's not too late to prune them. Think about okay. this, Margaret. Uh, let's say you had a branch that's two feet long, and you were going to yeah. cut it back to just a foot long a month ago. 
Mm-hmm. Well, what difference does it make if you cut that foot off then or now? You'd have still cut it off. And mm-hmm. if you cut it back, even though you're cutting off that new growth, you would, you would have cut off the buds of it a month ago. So don't let that work. The plants need to be pruned. If you cut it back, they'll put out new growth before you get back in the house. Okay. So it is it, it is important to prune uh, shrub roses. And even though you might not have done it the right time, go ahead and do it. It won't hurt them at all. And and what's the what's the time to prune um, camellias or sasanquas? They all bloom this year, but yeah. they're all out of control. They're way too big. Yeah. So when do I try to cut them back? Pretty much now. You know, we've got plenty of time for them to put out new growth and for it to mature and set flower buds for this next coming fall and winter. So in okay. general, things that bloom in the spring, you wait to, to prune them after they finish blooming. And things mm-hmm. that bloom in the summer or the fall or the winter, you can prune them pretty much any time you get around to it late winter or spring. So I, I go and get on it pretty soon, though. Thank you so much. All righty, Margaret. Appreciate it. Hey, I'm going to be in Oxford at the library uh, next month. we got time to talk about that. Maybe I can, uh, maybe bring, sh- show me a picture of all the new growth on your roses. I will. Thanks so much. <laughs> okay. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. Okay. I got some cheesy music that was sent about an alert listener, but we're going to c- talk to Jim first. He's calling from Kiln, Mississippi, down in the kiln. What's going on, man? Oh, well, I've got these uh, stickers in my lawn. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, you know the little moss, bright green mossy thing with a little square. I do. I know. Uh, I see. When I was a kid, we couldn't afford flip flops, but you know that would have worked a lot. So a couple, a couple of observations, Jim. First of all, where you have stickers, that tells me as a horticulturist, you've got a real thin lawn. Because that's where stickers grow where grass isn't thick. And if, and if you spray and kill the stickers, more are going to come back in those spots. So this summer, you really need to concentrate on getting your grass a little thicker. Raise your mower, a little fertilizer next month, stuff like that, thicken your grass up. And that'll help a whole lot next year. It's really too late to spray for the stickers this year, Jim, because they're already flowering. They're already starting to form those little seeds. Um and so when it comes to stickers and dandelions and garlic and stuff, really you need to make a note to spray them in late December or January. We're not even thinking about them then, but if you look, they're there. They're small. They're real easy to kill without hurting your grass. But if you spray right now, not going to work as well, likely to hurt your grass. So okay. I, I just get some flip-flops for now. <laughs> okay. And what what do I spray them with? Uh, anything that'll control that says is for dandelions and uh, clover and you know that kind of stuff, broadleaf uh-huh. weeds that'll control the stickers. But but again, you can spray the stickers right now, but you're wasting your time. You're going to hurt your grass. Okay. I, I'm real serious about that. All right, I'll I'll do a little uh, flip flops, flip flops, man. Go down to the beach, go to one of those those those, those big beachwear places, get you some fancy flip flops with big old sunglasses on the toes. There you go. <laughs> okay. Right. Oh, and one one last thing. I'm going to be giving a talk uh, at the at the library in Kiln on uh, Friday, March the 29th. And Friday evening, I'll be giving a talk at the library there. So maybe I'll see you then. Good. Show me your flip flops. <laughs> okay. <laughs> see you, Jim. All righty. Uh, you want to do the cheesy music now, uh, Java? We got some callers on the line. The toll free one eight seven seven MPB ring few other things going on right now, but in general, if there's some things I can help you promote, let me know about it. If you miss some of them, want more information, shoot me an email. Got questions about your gardens or about lawns, or you want more information about stuff I kind of gloss over here on MPB, shoot me an email, garden at MPB. 
www.ministriesonline.org. And be sure to, to share with folks who don't listen to the program in live that the podcasts are online at MPB online. So anyway, we're going to take a quick break. Me and Java and Liz Gill, uh, we listened to some music sent in by a listener about how to handle the wildflowers in your yard right now. We'll be back with more of the Gestalt Gardener here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting right after this. favorite flower you cut it down it grows back in an hour it never gives up reaching for the sunlight ah the dandelion grows wild in summer nourished from above by sweet rain water proud and strong blowing in the breezes all along the roadside in the ditches and the pastures a sea of yellow just for you and me don't kill the dandelion Don't call it a weed for trying To spring up from that cold dark earth The same place that gave us birth It might not please the nose Like the tulip or the thorny rose But as far as flowers go I pick the dandelion But I like to display it on the kitchen table In a simple glass vase or a mason jar Oh, the dandelion has medicinal power You boil the roots until they're sour Throw away your pills and live naturally All of us have a time to bloom A place to make our stand To show our colors before we go to sea so don't kill the dandelion Don't call it a weed for trying To spring up from that cold, dark earth The same place that gave us birth It might not please the nose All righty, folks, welcome back. Horticulture's fell to rushing. And like I say, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. We're going to have plant swaps uh, starting later this month in uh, different places, um, one in Meridian, one down in Mobile, Flower Festival coming up in a couple of weeks in Mobile. Uh, just a whole bunch of interesting things going on. And if you'd like some more information, shoot me an email. Um, try to talk about gardening in real time if we can. That's what we try to do here at MPB. So let's start out. Uh, which one should I go to? See, I can't push the buttons anymore. Mark, we're going to go to Mark and Raymond. Hey, Mark, how are you? <laughs> okay, fella, how are you? So far, so good. <laughs> good deal. What's up? I've got a, a very large cedar tree kind of my outline yard, and the limbs go all the way to the ground. Yeah. But briars like to come up in there yeah. when I mow around it. You know, they reach out and grab me. Yeah. Uh, is there is there anything that I can – I cut them out every year, but is there anything I can spray on if they want to hurt the tree? It could be. Is this a briars? Is this the one with that, that, 
that is evergreen and it's got the, the thorns on it. Some people call it Smilax or Cat Briar, or is it like Blackberry Briars? Like the Blackberry Briars. Yeah. A couple of things. One is go ahead and, and, and cut them down, just get rid of them. And, you know, and, and, and if you keep mowing them, after a while, that can peter them out. But if you just hit or miss and they sprout back out and get a chance to catch their second wind, you got to start back over. So you have to either stay on top of it and peter them out. Or, and this is a big or, a lot of people don't like me saying this, there is a weed killer that you can spray that will kill them roots and all without hurting your cedar tree. It's called Roundup. And some people say, well, Roundup will give you cancer. No, eating, black, eating fried food and red meat will give you cancer. It's the main thing is don't spray yourself. Cut it down, let the new growth come up, and then spray just the new growth. And as long as you don't get it on the green stuff of your cedar or any other plants, it only kills what you put it on the green growing stuff. But cut it down, let it come back up a foot or two, and just spray or, or, or wipe it on there, and it'll kill it roots and all. really will. Okay, but you don't know of anything that won't hurt the tree that I can spray on with? That's the, that's the only herbicide yeah. that I know won't hurt your tree. Yeah. I mean, it won't, it, it, you know, the, because if you spray it, if you get all these weed killers, it will kill black bears, will kill cedars and azaleas and stuff like that. Uh, but, the, it, but a lot of them will go into the dirt and, and hurt them through the roots or they'll drift on a hot day. So, you know, the only thing that I know that's safe, that's environmental, that's effective is Roundup. I, I, I wish there was another product I could recommend, but I'm very okay. comfortable with that recommendation. All right. I'll try that. Uh, thank you very much. And, uh, Okay. okay, appreciate it. Let's know how it works. Okay, now let's go to South Haven, just south of Memphis, Tennessee. Hey, John, you're about as far north of Mississippi as you can be. Yeah, top of Mississippi. Yeah, what's um, going on? Is it too late to fertilize with superphosphate? Uh, no, because you can do that any time of the year. Superphosphate lasts at least two or three years in our soil, so whenever you put it around there, you're done for two or three years. Did you put if you put did you put any out last year? No, I did not. Yeah, superphosphate that middle number is for flowering and fruiting plants. It doesn't make more flowers and make more fruit. It helps flowering fruiting plants do better. But the plants also need nitrogen and potash. So I wouldn't put out just superphosphate. You need to give your plants a kind of a balanced fertilizer, a little of all three of those numbers. But you can do that pretty much any time. Not a question. Uh I have briars in my fig bush. Yep. Um, well, uh, Roundup hurt the fig bush. If you get it on the figs, Roundup only kills what you put it on the actively growing green parts of. So as long as you don't put it on the leaves of the figs or any green growth on the fig twigs, it only kills, it only absorbs plants through the green active tissue. And it doesn't do any good oh, spray okay. right yeah, it's not going to do any good spray right now. Not but, the bark. What's that? Not the bark. That's right. That's right. But again, it's not going to work on the black briars right now because they're dormant. You got to you got to wait till they put on new growth. It doesn't work on plants that are cold or dry or anything like that. Go, go. Yeah. Uh, I, I just I've been fighting these things for three or four years. Yeah, I, I've got them. I got them in one of my flower beds. I put on gloves and I pull them every year. I actually I let mine bloom first because I think they're pretty flowers. Then I just pull them up and I pull them, pull them, and then I leave them alone. Next year I get just enough flowers to enjoy. And then I pull them again. That's just the way oh, I. Okay. Pro- well, I'll try that. Okay. Good luck on it. Thank you much, Bill. All right, you bet.
Yeah, hey, folks, if you want to shoot me some questions about stuff, and, and I know a lot of people are real sensitive about some of the things I recommend. I'm just trying to be intellectually honest here. I'm just trying to be honest about it, balancing best I can with the information that I research. So shoot me an email, garden at mpbonline.org. Meanwhile, let's go to Ain- talk to Ainsley in Bush, Louisiana. Hey, Ainsley, good morning. Good morning. What's up? Well, um, we listened to you telling about how to grow potatoes and yep. put leaves on them and all. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> my wife has uh, some eyes that she cut off of potatoes, kind of sliced them off. Uh-huh. And she needs to know, do you does she put them in the ground or just on top of the ground? The, no, the no. Eye? Yeah, here's what, that eye is like a bud, okay? And when it sprouts out, when it gets moist, it'll sprout out into a little stem and roots will grow right at the base of it. So basically, you want to put it, kind of work the dirt up and plant it on flat ground, barely covered up. And when that eye sprouts and it starts sprouting roots, when you start seeing some leaves, cover that up. And then when leaves come through what you covered it up with, cover it up again. In other words, cover up the new growth two or three times when it first pokes through. But that eye is a bud, and it'll grow into a stem with some roots on it. So so plant, put put the... Um, yeah, the little piece of potato with the eye on it. In, in the ground, but just barely covered. Yeah. Now, does she just have just the eye, and that's it? Just the eye? Well, she sliced off a little bit of potato with it. Okay, that's good, because it, that's where the eye gets his, his energy to start growing with. Right. So, you know, yeah, she, she has a little bit of potato with it. Well, what you might want to do is start them in some, some Dixie cups or something like that. You know, when they sprout, then put them out in the ground. That way you have a little bit more control over it. What's, what's the right time? Oh, so they, right now, right now, uh, late February and March, the time to plant Irish potatoes, because we want to get them to grow and produce potatoes before it gets too hot and kills them. Louisiana, uh, early summer, it gets too hot for them and they die. So the quicker you can get to it, the better. Okay, uh, can I ask another question? Sure. Uh, sweet potatoes, we had sweet potato beetles and ruined them. They grew well, but they Got sweet potatoes. So I want to know if we put them in a different bed, uh, is there a pretty good chance that we could grow some sweet potatoes? It, that? It's a better chance because those weevils, uh, the sweet potato weevils, uh, you know, they overwinter. I, I don't remember if it's the larvae or the eggs, but but they'll build up in one spot. You really need to move sweet potatoes and tomatoes. You know, need to move them around so that things don't build up. We do not have a really good insecticide that's safe to use on, on sweet potato weevils, so i definitely put them in a different area. Okay. But, definitely. But we don't have to quit growing them. Uh, we no. Just no. There's some there's some places where sweet potatoes weevil, there's so many of them, it almost doesn't matter. But, uh, you know, if you just had a few last year, as long as you put them way away from there, then chances are the weevils won't make it to those. Okay. Thank you for okay. your help. Good luck on Ainsley. Appreciate it. Okay. Okay, now let's go to Mary in Oxford. And Mary, I, I'm afraid to say you're going to ask me about something that I can't grow, and that's lavender. What's up? Well, I've not got any <laughs> blossoms in, here in Oxford, and I'm wondering what I'm not doing. There's a couple of things. Uh, first of all, you know, just I'm going to make a blanket statement. Lavender grows poorly in the South because of our heat, humidity, our rainfall, our mild winters. It just doesn't grow that well. There's some ways around it if you can keep them from rotting. And here's the deal. And when I say I can't grow lavender because 
there's only a couple of varieties that have a reasonable chance of growing here. You need to loosen up the roots, plant it on top of the ground, and then pile gravel and dirt up to it. So sitting on top of the ground with stuff piled up to it. Or grow it in a raised bed, because if you put it in just regular garden dirt, it's going to rot every time. Hmm. So uh, they, you know, that's a, there, there is a, a type of lavender called Phenomenal. It's, uh, and Southern Living says it'll grow down in Florida. I bought some last year, but I watered them one day, and it rained the next day, and, and the combination rotted them. Well, they don't like water. No, they don't like the. They don't like our our hot summer night. Where lavender grows best, place like Oregon, uh, France, uh, England, places like that, that cool down at night, and it doesn't cool. It cools down here at night in the summertime hotter than it gets up to in lavender country. So yeah. the main thing is is try not to keep them too hot, and try not to water them too much. And that means planting them on top of the ground with dirt piled up to them, gravelly type of dirt. And that'll help. So, yeah. So, uh, and also, if you want to try the stuff called Spanish lavender, Spanish lavender, it, it's not that pretty English lavender, French lavender type stuff, but it, it is lavender and it smells okay and it'll take humidity pretty well. But, okay. So, anyway. Well, I don't know what kind I have. It's, well, uh, uh, it's kind of got a house, a nice big bushy that doesn't get close. Well, do, do you cut it back in the wintertime? No, I haven't. Is that a good idea? Yeah. You know, we you look go to lavender fields, and I've been to fields and fields of lavender. They cut them back like we cut roses back. There's a little, almost not many leaves left on them in the wintertime. They spread out with new growth in the spring. Do you, how many plants do you have, Mary? This one. Okay. Hmm. Well, it's about three feet tall. Mo- you know, most most places cut their lavender back to about a foot or so tall, just, just hair, hairy stuff. Oh, well, try this, Mary. Cut some of it back, and let's see what happens. Okay. That's a good idea. And good luck. Just don't water it. It doesn't like our humidity and all that water. Uh-huh. Well, that's okay. good to know. Okay. Well, good luck. Uh, let, uh, let, let us know if it works. All righty. Um, it looks like we're going to take a real quick break, folks. We've got... Uh, a caller from Saucier, one from Mobile uh, County, Louisiana. I'm horticulturist Felder Rushing, and uh, I think I pretty well caught up on most of my emails. I got a handful because uh, they come in pretty thick. But if you want to shoot me an email, garden at mpbonline.org. If I don't know the answer from personal experience or what I was taught by others that I believe, I'll look it up and look it up in enough different places where I'll see if I can learn something and share it with you. I won't try to sell you anything either. So uh, anyway, we're going to come back with more of the Gestalt Gardener here on MPB with your phone calls right after this. I'm horticulturist fellow rushing. Me and Java and Liz are whooping it up during the break. We'll be right back. folks welcome back horticulturist fellow rushing i want to remind folks there's a lot of stuff going on but the 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 quick the things that are coming up the quickest next weekend march 15th and 16th native plant sale at crosby arboretum down at picayune they always have a lot of great plants and then uh on march the 22nd and 23rd there's going to be a festival of flowers in mobile i'm giving a talk on friday afternoon and saturday morning and then that saturday afternoon in hattiesburg the arts council is having me give a talk about yard art at the birdhouse contest 
Fest. Uh, and also, uh, coming up not much long after that in April, there's going to be a plant swap April 6th at the Meridian uh, Arts, the, the Max. It's going to be a lot of fun. Other stuff, let me know if you want me to help promote some of them. Uh, meanwhile, if you would like to know how to steal, I mean, how to divide and move daffodils, <laughs> Don't steal daffodils while they're in bloom. They will skip a year blooming, so it'll be 2020 before they bloom again. No, excuse me, 2021 before they bloom again. Mark the daffodils you want. Cut the flowers. Use them in an arrangement. Go back after the leaves start to turn yellow and flop over or die down. Dig them then. And if you find something that got a little skinny, skinny leaf, like a pine needle, a green pine needle. That's a true jonquil. Let's go to Sochet and talk with Cheryl. Hey, Cheryl, howdy. Hey, Feldner. Howdy. Cheryl Lacey. Yeah. I I have killed more rosemary. Yeah. And you killed it, too. You you, you killed it because rosemary grows by itself. And if you water it, you're going to kill it. Fertilize, you're going to kill it. Rosemary is just a bush. It grows all over the south. But what you need to do is get a little plant, loosen up the potting soil, plant it in a place that doesn't stay wet, and walk away from it. Just walk away from it. It grows okay, that's in the, what I'm doing wrong because I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I need to water this. No, need no, 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 no. And I, it's just wilting over and dying. Too, too much water. It rots the roots. So I have some growing in a, in a bucket in the back of my pickup truck that's never been watered. I've got some in a big pot that's never been watered, and some by my porch never been watered, and they are all great. So just— well, Really? Yeah. Lo- loosen, up the, loosen up the potting soil a little bit, put it in the ground, water it one time, and walk away from it. All right. Can Don't, I have one more question? Sure. Singing nettle. It's a, it's a, it's taking over my backyard. Yeah. And my grandkids are screaming. Well, they're learning too, aren't they? Oh yeah, they are. Okay, well that's an important part of growing up. They need to learn about stinging nettles, because there's not much you can do. You know, they they come up. Uh, from seeds everywhere. And so other than taking a string trimmer to it or something like that, there's not much you can do to keep them coming back. So, you know, matter of fact, tell you, show the grandkids what they are and and, uh, and give them a nickel to cut them down. Oh, yeah. Good idea. <laughs> Thanks, Felner. Okay, good luck on it, Cheryl. See you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're <Yep>. so cheerful. <laughs> Let's go over to Mobile County. Hey, Melanie, thank you for holding. How are you this morning? Pretty good. How about you? <laughs> so far, so good. Well, I was just calling about that phenomenal lavender you were talking about. Yeah, have you grown it? Yeah, I have. Uh, of course, I'm a lot further south, I guess, than Oxford, and it it survived. I had it on a like a old fashioned terrace, you know, like you would have in a field yeah. that you were trying to control the, and it it, but it never bloomed, and it was not. It was supposed to get up like waist high, and it got maybe. 18, 20 well, inches it, high. It, it won't get waist high anyway. You know, it, yeah, it, it wasn't you know. happy. Well, the picture in the catalog showed it, you know, waist high. On the yeah, and they're, gonna, they're not going to take They're not gonna take a picture of their worst one. They're going to take a picture with, the, with somebody stooping down and make it look bigger. That's, 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 that's marketing. Yeah, I, you know, she was standing in a field of lavender, and I was like, I bet it wasn't okay. in. I bet it wasn't in Alabama, though. No, no, I'm sure it wasn't. Yeah. But I was like, you know, I didn't expect it to do that well, but yeah. Love the way it smells. And La- I thought it was fun to try it, and it, like I say, it grew and it looked nice because it was it had the gray foliage, you know. Yeah. And I added a new, a different. Um, well, see, this this is you know a, a good clue. Plants that have gray or or silvery type of foliage tend to resent a lot of humidity. They're the, they're the more drought tolerant Mediterranean uh, desert southwest type plants. The so gray foliage 
typically means don't water it, you know. So, uh, and, you know, if it's got good drainage and you don't water it too much, again, all the lavender field people, they cut them back to just balls of sticks. I mean, the lavender fields look terrible right now because they just prune, I mean, just little balls of sticks. And they put out all new growth and bloom on that in the spring. Sort of like we prune roses back. So try right. that. You know, like I say, it, it lived, and that, that's how I would describe it. It did not love it. It did not like it here in, well, in the, County. Well, <laughs> the one called Phenomenal is supposed to do well. My friend Steve Benner from Southern Living, you know, he doesn't make stuff up. He, he calls it like he says. He says it'll do fine in Florida. But the trick is good drainage and protection for hot, hot, you know, radiated heat like for, against a brick wall or something like that. Mine but, was just out. You know, it said it had to have full sun, but yeah. it had to have good drainage. So yeah. it was in a – but it, you know – the place I put it met all the criteria, but I think it was just too humid, you know. I, and I, like I said, yeah. I didn't expect it to, to really flourish, but I was hoping. And, and it lasted three, maybe four years. Well, but. you know, that's pretty good for lavender, you know. <laughs> so it's the only lavender I've ever had that lasted more than six yeah. months. <laughs> well, like I said, I decided to give it a try last year. You know, I spent good money. I got three plants. I put them out there, did everything according to the way Felder said to do it, and they all died. <laughs> <laughs> but be, but because I watered it one day and then it rained for two days in a row and they just melted. So, well, yeah, that's it. You know, anyway, I mean, even if you don't rain it, a lot of times it yeah. rains here two or three days in well, a row. I, I <laughs> so hope I get a chance to see you at the Mobile Flower Festival in a couple of three weeks. All righty, we'll have you. a lot of fun. Appreciate it, Melanie. All righty, bye bye. All righty, folks, we're going to be talking about gardening every Friday and rebroadcast on Saturday by podcast. Anytime you get around to, it. if you want to give us a call, uh, anytime. Uh, you can't do it when we're live on Fridays, but you can email anytime, garden at mpbonline.org. whole lot of stuff coming up, um, plant swaps and birdhouse contests and meetings and flower festivals and plant sales, a lot, a lot of stuff coming up. Well, we're going to be talking about that every week here on, on the Gestalt Gardener. I had a blast last week in Clarksdale. Uh, talk with folks at the library. We're going to try to do that every every chance we get. Uh, Mississippi Public Broadcasting brings the Gestalt Gardener to us every week. We appreciate that. Um, if you have a chance this weekend to get out and show a kid uh, a wildflower with a butterfly on it, dandelion or clover, you know, honeybees, stuff like that, do that. It's so much easier to reach in for a spray and kill them, unless you just got to have that perfect lawn, which I totally get. Anyway, I'm going to go out right now, get off the air, and go in, in my little yard and do what I do best. I'm going to find some way to get dirty. See you all next week. Thank you.